BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darling. Um, I'm going to start this episode by telling all of you how incredibly thankful I am for the positive response for my podcast last week i you know i always freak out when when i when i read the comments or when people say to me like even in person um a post on instagram that they listen to the podcast it's such a weird thing to be sitting in my house especially something like that on like a saturday afternoon i'm just like alone in my bed and to think that something that i'm doing that's so intimate is then getting put out into the world very publicly. And I'm obviously always very terrified of isolating anybody with things that I say or making people feel uncomfortable. And the goal was to have the opposite effect. And I really can't believe it. I'm really just, I'm so thankful. And I had such a, I like recorded it. And then Right away, I was like, oh, I got to just re-record that whole thing. And I got to maybe, and I wish I never do. I was like, I got to maybe like take notes and and create like an outline of how this conversation with myself is going to go to make sure that it's appropriate and not isolating and has a nice flow to it. And I've never done that before. And then as days passed, I obviously am like, I'm busy. And so to like redo it was was a huge factor. And then... I also was like, I don't want to be that calculated about the podcast. I don't want to have notes and I don't want to follow an outline and and make it that kind of thing. The point is for it to be free-flowing and honest and from my heart and in the moment. And if I start doing things like that, then the whole intention changes and I don't want to do that. So I really freaked out for a couple of days. And, and because it was giving me anxiety, I was like, maybe this is my intuition. Maybe this is my intuition telling me that I shouldn't be doing something like this. And I did a lot of protective prayer work around it. If you guys, I, I need to do an episode about this, but I have somebody that I, a family friend that I've been talking to for years who um, is connected to the other side. And 
maybe you've heard me mention before that I, I pray to certain angels about certain things. And there's an angel named Angel Michael who protects us. And I did a lot of prayer work. You know, I'm always like, Angel Michael, please. And Angel Gabriel is the angel of communication. I'm like, please, like, have this podcast received in the way that I'm intending it to. Um, I, so I, you know, I did, there's, I put my little hopes and dreams into, into this one. And I just really am so overwhelmed with the feedback, but not like patting myself on the back overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed because we all are just so fucking hard on ourselves. I wonder if the human nature, I mean, I know I'm sure it is, but I like, I don't know. I wonder if, and I'm sure there's been many papers or there's, I'm sure there's a thesis about this somewhere and maybe it's something I should explore, but like, like what groups of people over time and in different parts of the world and like maybe in certain tribes, if there's things that people get insecure about and want to fix or think they should change and all that kind of stuff. I wonder if it's just, I always think it's maybe just like media conditioning, but then, you know, you read that like albino dolphins get abandoned by their pack and shit. And I'm like, maybe this is just like a, the way nature is designed. I don't know, but regardless, it's obviously amplified times a thousand with the images that we see all day long and the pressure that we put on ourselves to be perfect in this very visual world. And so it's definitely something I want to, you know, explore more and talk about more. And hopefully we can all just pat each other's backs and make each other feel good and learn to gain some confidence. And I just am so thankful for all of you for making myself and each other not feel so alone. Our guest today is Garcelle Bouvet, who, my God, I've been watching on various screens since I was so young. She's a Haitian American actress and a television personality and now an author. Her story is incredible. It is an absolute American dream tale. And I am beyond honored. You know, this is woman has been a part of pop culture in American culture for, you know, since the eighties and it's been in some of my favorite movies and television shows, um, starting from coming to America up until, you know, you know, you watch the Real housewives and there's been a lot of drama with her on that show too. <laughs> she has a new book, which I am highly recommending to all of you called love me as I am. And we're here to talk about that today. It was an honor to interview her and I hope you enjoy it. I have to start this by telling you every time we watch Coming to America and you come on the screen, my husband has a meltdown. And so he was very excited that I was interviewing you today. That is so cool. Tell him I said hi. <laughs> well, it's funny. He's from Italy and he grew up watching it in Italy and never thought he would live in America. So now that he's here, the whole thing is like a mind blow to him. Oh my God, that's so cool. You have an Italian man. That's even cooler than yeah. anything. It's a lot of drama, but it's really nice. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, congratulations on the book. Thank you. So You're, excited. I know. I can't imagine. So I would love to talk from the beginning about, I mean, you came to this country with the youngest of seven as a very little girl. 
<laughs> Very little girl. Not speaking uh, any English. Nothing, nothing at all. I mean, you know, Sesame Street was my friend. Big Bird and the Count were <laughs> my best friends, actually. Yeah, yeah it was... Um, I didn't even know what to expect when I came to the States and, you know, it was the dead of winter. I hadn't really seen white people and I didn't speak the language. Yeah. And then moving to Massachusetts, it's like opposite weather. (laughs) Opposite weather. We're in Haiti. It's like, you know, 85 degrees at midnight. Yeah. (laughs) Thinks are washable, reusable underwear that absorb your period. They look and feel just like normal underwear, but better. You can use things as a total replacement to pads and tampons or like me as a backup to tampons or a cup to prevent links. Thanks period underwear come in a range of absorbencies from lightest to super that hold up to five regular tampons or 2.5 regular pads worth of blood. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) Every pair of things is made with their signature four layer gusset technology that works quickly to absorb your period wick away moisture, neutralize odors and prevent leaks. I'm going to tell you as a friend that I have to use these every month. It's not that not only do I love them and it's a great, you know, alternative or something to use, like I said, in conjunction, but like for me and a lot of women, I know they're totally necessary and it eliminates all the shame I have when I get my period and like I leak on our sheets. Things are reusable and machine washable and they're so easy to wash. You can just toss them in the washing machine and wash with your other laundry and hang dry. Things is also size inclusive offering all of their styles and up to four X over 14,000 five-star reviews. Over 1.2 million have made the switch to Thinks. Thinks also has a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you can try their period underwear risk-free. And of course, we're offering our listeners $10 off your first order with code PIA, P-I-A. Just visit rethinkyourcycle.com. That's rethinkyourcycle.com and claim $10 off your first order using code PIA. Make the switch to Thinks today. I'm two weeks off of coffee and I want to tell you about a little magic elixir that helped me get off coffee, which is magic mind. I've posted about this before when I first found it, but now I've been taking it every day instead of my coffee. And my God, it's, it's giving me long lasting focus during the day. It is full of adaptogens, nootropics, it boosts energy, it helps increase focus with lion's mane mushrooms, cordyceps, tons of yummy stuff that help with clarity and focus. It helps boost memory, it helps boost mood because there's curcumin in there, it decreases stress with ashwagandha and rhodiola, which is two of my favorite things. It decreases inflammation with turmeric and matcha. It has heaps of antioxidants because the matcha has over 130 times more antioxidants than coffee or green tea. And it supports immunity with vitamin C and echinacea. It is just like a one-stop little shot of everything that is perfect. And it's really perfect for people like me who are entrepreneurs. I also, you know, have to do a lot of writing and creating and stuff on my computer. And I oftentimes just get into these funks and it really helps increase with performance and procrastination and brain fog. It's really been a game changer for me to be able to sit down at my computer with a baby here and my phone and everything that's going on and get all my different things done. And 
I'm very happy to tell you that we obviously have a fabulous discount for you. You can get it now for 20% off. So all you have to do is go to magicmind.co slash best and use my discount code at checkout, which is best 20 to get a limited 20% off your first order. Sackville & Co. is a female-founded design-forward cannabis lifestyle brand making products that beg to be displayed instead of being stashed away. Listen, we're not in high school anymore, so we don't need to have like gross, like plastic grinders around <laughs> and like weird things. Like, and you know that most of your friends, like me, smoke weed and most of us would like things that are aesthetically pleasing in our home and things that we don't have to be embarrassed about hiding away. So it's really time to elevate your stash with Sackville and co. Listen, this brand is so chic and the cannabis and CBD accessories are so beautiful that they have received accolades from Architectural Digest, Hype Bay, Nylon L, InStyle, and Vogue, just to name a few. Whether you're a connoisseur or just curious, Sackville has not only beautiful products, but a ton of information on their site to make sure you feel comfortable at whatever stage of creating your cannabis ritual you are at now. Sackville & Co. donates 5% of their sales to The Tender Project, which is an incredible organization working to bring universal income to women who have been disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. For all of our Cali babes, Sackville & Co. has recently launched pre-rolls, night haze for the chill nights in, and beach haze for those sunshine-filled hangs with your friends. Follow them on Instagram to find out more about where you can purchase. I really, truly love this brand. And that is why I'm so excited to be offering you a code, which is 25% off your first purchase with the code PIA25. That is www.sackville.co for more information. Follow them on Instagram at sackville.and.co and TikTok at sackville.co. That is S-A-C-K-V-I-L-L-E. So first of all, I mean, logistically, Outside of you, you know, I mean, my mother came here not speaking English either and learned from, you know, to, had to repeat school for two years. So oh, wow. really like, what was that like as, uh, what were you, seven? Yeah, I was seven. It was, um, you know, when you're a kid, you just go, yes, okay. You go where they tell you to go. Yeah. But I remember looking back now, I go a seven-year-old, it's a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. I mean, obviously my mom had left a year and a half prior to us going, coming to America, coming to America (laughs) Um, because she wanted to get, you know, the paperwork and everything, you know, in the right place, dot her I's, cross her T's. And for me, I remember when I went to school, what was really different was, you know, kids would touch my skin because they hadn't seen, seen you know, a uh, a black person or touch my hair. And that was really, um, jarring. But Mm -hmm. once I got in there, you know, I, I became one of them in terms of like, you know, I was in cheerleading. I was in, um, you know, every school activity because I really wanted to assimilate and be, you know, and feel like I belonged. At least you had a, I mean, I'm assuming you were close with your siblings. Yeah, but my siblings are much older than I, you know, I'm the same at the same time, you know? Yeah, I'm the youngest of. They were out of the house when I was five. Oh wow! Yes, kind so of. So I understand that you're like an only child, but you're not. But like you have, it's kind of the best of both right. worlds, really. You, I'm glad just... you can understand. A lot of people don't understand that, but yeah, 
Yeah, because you feel like you're a part of something, but you're also very much isolated from it. <laughs> right, exactly. Well said. So how did you become a model? I mean, you started modeling, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know <laughs> model. I had no idea. I remember when we moved to Miami and I was about 16, going on 17, and um, a friend of mine said, do you want to be a, an extra in a commercial? And I was like, what's an extra? And it was for an orange juice commercial. And they had like a bunch of uh, principal actors and one of them was this really pretty black girl. So at the end of the two days, I had the courage enough to go up to her and say, I want to do what you're doing. How do I do that? Mm. And she was not here for me. (laughs) She said, nope. Nope, no way. (laughs) And so I found out what agency she was with and it was in Fort Lauderdale, Irene Marie. And I remember asking my mom to borrow her car. I didn't have an appointment. I didn't have pictures. I didn't have a portfolio or anything, but I thought I'm going to drive up there and see, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. And as I was driving there, I stopped at a red light and I poked my head out the window to check my makeup. And as I did that, I decided I wanted lip gloss. So I'm reaching in my bag to get lip gloss and a hand comes in the car, scares the crap out of me. And it was the woman in the stoplight behind me. She saw me when I poked my head out and she gave me a card and she said, you should be a model. No. The agency that I was going to. <laughs> That's your moment. That was my universe. That was the universe. <laughs> so from there, I signed with them and, you know, build up my portfolio. And about eight months later, Eileen Ford of the prestigious like, Ford Modeling Agency mm-hmm. was scouting all over the country and came to Fort Lauderdale and told my mom, you know, she should move to New York. All she needs is a toothbrush. I think I need a little more <laughs> than that. So I moved to New York at 17 and started my modeling career. I mean, for my mom being a Haitian mom, Mm -hmm. culturally, the girls are very sheltered, very protected. I think she was sort of living through me and saw that it was an opportunity and was brave enough to let me go at 17 and uh, move to New York. It's amazing. I mean, she must have thought in her head, like, this is why we're here, right? It's like opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. By the way, moving to New York at 17 is extremely scary. Can I tell you? I I moved at 18 and was sad for like a year. (laughs) It was so hard. I was afraid of subways because I thought all I heard was stories of people push people in front of the subway. Yeah, getting electrocuted. I don't know. Yeah. So I was scared for a long time, but I thought, I mean, let's do it. And my father had come back into my life and we weren't really getting along. So it was a way for me to get out. Where in the city did you live? I lived in Manhattan. Well, first... I lived with Eileen Ford for a few months no, because the, apartment was, the model's <laughs> apartment was full. So I lived with her and then I moved into the model's apartment. And then when I could, I got a little tiny studio. I mean, literally I could touch both walls with my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, same. Yeah. I lived like that. But it's the best because like Manhattan, you have like New York. It doesn't matter. You, in that case, you do just need like a toothbrush. You're like, I just have my place to sleep. Totally. And let me just say this. I... I, I loved it. And even now when I go back to New York, I, there's a nostalgia in my heart. I feel the same. That I love that city. I'm always happy to go there. And it's just my happy place too. I know. I think New York is the best. And I think so funny now people are like, it's so different. I'm like, what do you want it to be? Like exactly, everything ebbs and flows and it's still beautiful energy on the street. It's so nice to walk everywhere. It's just that it's, there's really? nothing like the it. Restaurants are incredible. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on about that living in LA. Like where are, there's like four restaurants here. <laughs> I'm like New York. I'm like, there's a cute restaurant on every block. <laughs> the fashion. I mean, I mm. remember when I moved, you know, obviously moved to New York, everybody was wearing black. So when I would come home to visit 
my mom and we're all about color, you know, mm-hmm. being from the islands. And I remember my mom on the third day that I was still wearing black. She's like, did somebody die? Like, <laughs> You're like, well, it's cool, mom. Like, cool. Mom, <laughs> exactly. And how did you get into acting? Um, it was like the next progression. I yeah. started with parts and, you know, and little things I would get, uh, you know, I got like a bit part in Miami Vice. I got a bit part in uh, the Cosby show. I got a bit parts here and there. And that's really um, how it happened. And then I got married and had my son Oliver and we didn't want to raise him in New York. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this acting thing, I need to be where, you know, yeah. I need to be in LA. So we moved. What was that move like? Um, it was tough because I was going back and forth. I was still modeling. Cause that was like my bread and butter. That's, yeah. you know, how I was supporting my family and myself. So, um, it was hard because also back then, you know, models, people didn't think models could walk and talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time. Totally. So I had to prove myself. I had to, you know, go on many auditions where I did not get the job. I took acting classes at, uh, you know, acting classes. I also took classes at Growlings. I mean, I sort of immersed myself into that world so that people would take me seriously. Well, it seemed like you did a pretty seamless job. I mean, my God. Well, it wasn't seamless, but I got there. That's got incredible. There. So now you're living in Los Angeles. I mean, your acting career is flourishing. And I mean, by the way, also Jamie Foxx show, like I, that was like my favorite show. Ever. <laughs> I mean, you've really been on some of the most iconic. We've had, we had so much fun on that show. He is crazy and I love him so much. And so talented. I mean, unbelievable. He would, we always had a, a, a piano on set oh. and I, because I only knew him from In Living Color when I got the part and I knew he did stand up. So he would sit at the piano and he would play and it would be like, and he would mimic Ray Charles, who we ended up winning an Oscar for. He would mimic like Stevie Wonder and then just sing his own songs. And I thought, who is this man? It's unbelievable. That's incredible. It really was. How inspiring. Very inspiring and intimidating. Well, there's some, when you hear someone sing like that in real life, so close to you, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I always feel like it's like, you it's like God moments where you're like, oh, here's like the glory and the grace, you know? Yeah, totally. And like that God-given talent, Mm -hmm. you know? That's so cool. Yeah. So what was the transition from actress to reality star? (laughs) Daunting, scary, um, hard at times. My first time where they were, the cameras were in my house shooting and I'm sort of waiting for them to say action. And they're like, uh, we yeah. don't do that. Just live your life. And I was like, so oh. weird. Like, are you like, oh my God, there's like something on the counter. I don't want to show like, how, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God. And they would put cameras in my car. And when they took them out, I was always afraid that they left <laughs> one behind. <laughs> so I would play music really loud because I figured they can't buy the music. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not going to pay for that. Yeah, oh exactly. They're not going to pay for an Adele song. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, the transition, was, it's just, you're not used to it. You know what I mean? I'm used to, you know, playing a character on stage, on set, on location somewhere, and then coming home in my house being my haven. But now it's like, well, cameras are in your house. They're in your car. And um, so it was an adjustment. It it was an adjustment. I had fun, but there's also moments where, you know, I would cry on my way home from an event because it was hard. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. 
symptoms that I feel like everybody has at this point are lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. And most of the time we associate burnout with work, but it's really not the only cause. And a lot of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out and better help online therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what is causing this stress in your life. I am someone who went to therapy for a long time. And when my therapist retired and I didn't have somebody that I knew and was comfortable with, but most importantly was very close to where I lived is when I stopped because the archaic process of finding a therapist through recommendations, driving to their office, seeing if it's a match, all of that that has gone out the door because BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you do not have to see anyone on camera if you do not want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and everything is the best. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Pia. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Pia. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Pia. This is a very orgasm positive podcast, especially if you have listened to my episode with Elisa Vitti. If you haven't, you need to. It's all about orgasms and how important they are, especially for mental and physical health. And if you like orgasms and you want to have the best orgasm you've ever had, I'm here to talk to you about Foria because imagine the best orgasm you've ever had. Now imagine that that could be better. And that is what Foria does. Foria is using all natural and plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. Foria has a serious cult following with tens of thousands of people who have had their sex lives transformed through using their products. And Foria makes products that will transform your sexual pleasure, especially if you have a vagina or love someone that has a vagina. Foria's bestseller, the Awakened Arousal Oil, is the ultimate pleasure pregame. And you ask me, what is the arousal oil? Well, it's like a juicy warm-up that helps you get really turned on, increasing your pleasure and deepening your orgasms with a partner or solo. The arousal oil uses CBD and warming sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm, and help with any discomfort. And best of all, Awaken just turns you on. If you use it together with the sex oil, it's the perfect combo for peak pleasure. So yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you. Go ahead and treat yourself to a more deeper, fuller, and pleasurable experience wherever you can find it and as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash Pia or use code Pia at checkout. That's Foria, F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash Pia for 20% off your first order. I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil and you will thank me. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Hooray. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. 
So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. So inevitably the shows are always based around drama because I mean, life right. has drama yeah. in it anyway. So, yeah. you know, are there, I, I can't imagine having these heated moments where you're just reacting how you, how you would normally, but are you in those moments kind of like, okay, shit, this is going to end up on television. Like, should I make sure that I'm not saying anything I'm going to regret? I mean, I mean, how do you manage right. kind of that? I always say it, they can't edit what you don't give them. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the moment, when you're in the moment, you forget, you forget that the cameras are there. These guys and, you know, gals are like stealth bombers. Yeah. You forget quickly that they're there. And when you're in a heated scene or, you know, situation, you, you just got to be real and go there. But, but it's tough at times. It really is. I think it's made me, a, given me a tougher skin, but yeah. And then there are times that we're having the best time and it's glamorous and we're on a boat and we're all dressed up and it's amazing. And then you've got to go, Oh, but keep your guard up. <laughs> you can't be completely free and having fun because the next moment somebody could throw you under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's so, I mean, it's my, these are all my favorite. I mean, I've been watching like all the real outside. I love long and my husband is always like I can't watch it I mean he just watches <laughs> soccer so I watched all of it when I was I just had a baby when I was pregnant I got a oh, pass whatever I wanted yeah I have a nine what you have a girl Carmela oh how sweet that she look like you she my husband and I look similar it's the same vibe it's does she look vibe. like you're Italian Ooh. yeah to, he and I look very similar she has already long brown hair. It's, yeah. It's like down to her shoulders. It's really fun. Wow. Already. She came out with hair, but you have a bunch of, I like, I wanted, I wanted only boys. I wanted like three boys. <laughs> and I only wanted girls. I mean, <laughs> so girls funny. You know, you get what you're supposed to get. Um, yeah, but I always thought, but people with girls, when they get older, when the girls get older, they always go, Oh no, you're lucky you have a boy. I know. I was sitting next to someone the other day. My mom and I went to lunch and we were sitting next to someone and the woman goes, Oh, your baby's so cute. I think she goes, Oh, I'll take her. And I was like, Oh, please. She goes, I'll give her back to you as soon as she turns 12. Right. Exactly. I was like, that's exactly when she's allowed to leave. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you can take her. How are the boys with you being on the show? Um, they are good. I mean, we have to talk about it beforehand and I had to talk to their dad about it. They're pretty good. I mean, they do, you know, when they're around and the cameras are there, they're good. Sometimes, you know, they're teenagers. Sometimes they don't want the cameras there. And I have to, I'm learning the balance of obviously respecting that. And, and then at the same time going, you know what, but we signed up for this too. So you have to be responsible. Um, You know, when the show comes on, I'll show them their scenes and then they'll run off. They don't really care. And they're like, we don't understand why you guys are fighting. Like, Kyle is so nice. She gave us quesadillas and candy. And I'm like, you guys don't get it. <laughs> Kyle's so nice. She gave us candy. <laughs> she gave us, we had quesadillas at her house. It was so fun. <laughs> so they don't really care. <laughs> Do they understand the gravity of the shows and movies that you've been in? I don't think so because it's all they've known since they were born. But I think with the show, my son Jax gets it because sometimes I'm like, you know, we were going to go, you know, do something. And he'll be like, mom, you're a housewife. Yeah, you're going out like that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, because really, you, you, I mean, you've been, I mean, thing, especially, you know, as the first black housewives on Beverly Hills. And I mean, think of, I mean, you were in some of the most groundbreaking television and movies for black people. And so, I I mean, do they really get that or they must just know what they know now being in? I don't know if they get that, but I know sometimes if I'm with them and I'm out and, you know, people will come up and I'll be like, oh, like I'll say to them, I just want to be with you guys. And then, you know, they'll say, like, mom, you're making someone's day like two seconds of your time. And yeah. and so I think they're gracious when it comes to that. They get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is wonderful. That's so yeah, nice. Which is really sweet. Really I mean, sweet. because, I mean, I mean, it must be, I mean, do you have moments where you just sit and you must've done it so much in the book where you just sit with yourself and, and have, are like proud of what you've accomplished? Yeah. Sometimes my friends have to remind me like, do you know who you are? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes they feel like, you know, maybe I don't act, you know, as someone who has done what I've done. Um, I'm humble. I'm so grateful. Like I never planned it. Like I say, I couldn't dream as big as my life. I couldn't dream this big because I didn't know. Yeah. Of course. Does that make sense? But am I proud? Absolutely. When I do take a moment to look back, I was uh, switching out my wallet and I saw my SAG card and I saw the date uh, of when I became a SAG member. And that's when I was like, wow. wow. Yeah, of course. Like, you know what? That's when I was like, holy crap, I've been in it for a long time. But definitely grateful for everything that I've been um, able to do and, you know, give back all of it. What was your favorite? I would love to know, like, what one of your favorite, like, on-screen moments is? Ooh, there's a couple. I would say working with Denzel Washington. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I mean. Is he just incredible? He's incredible. He's incredible. And I remember I had to open a door in the scene. And when I opened the door and I I said, I don't know who's in, I don't know who's there as my backstory. I don't Mm -hmm. know who's coming to the door. So I'm coming to the door open. And so in rehearsal, I opened the door and I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just one of the most attractive sexy men on the planet <laughs> yeah so that took me back a minute um i would have to say you know i worked with anthony hopkins and and chris rock and Prague. like i mean there's been so many highlights um i did a small movie called girlfriend's getaway with a bunch of you know my fellow actresses who are my friends so there's mm-hmm. so many different highlights and Jamie Foxx definitely being one of them too. So what was the impetus for writing the book? Um, I felt like now was a good time. I feel like, you know, I've come to a place where instead of saying zero Fs, I think I'm I'm fearless. I Mm. I feel that I'm in my skin. I feel like this is a good time to share some stories. My kids are old enough, although they're not going to read it. They've told me (laughs) glad about that. It just felt like it was the right time to share some stories, to honor my mom, you know, because if it wasn't for her, none of this would have happened. And also I've let go of some stuff. I've forgiven myself. I've forgiven some people, um, my relationship with my dad and, you know, things like that. It just felt like it was a good time. And explain the title. Love me as I am. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) What you see is what you get. And I think love me as I am is just, you know, seeing me and, uh, and, and, want it we all want to be seen right yeah for really who we are not just for a facade not for that so it's just love me as i am and what was it like writing a book 
I mean, it's a whole new thing. <laughs> and with Harper Collins, by the way, which like, congratulations. It's such a, Girl. I mean, my God. Sometimes I go, who do I think I am? <laughs> it's you incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, my girlfriend, Nicole um, E. Smith and I, who we wrote the book together, we would sit and we go, what do you want to talk about? And we thought, okay, let's start with a book of like, sort of like essays of different parts in my life mm. and then put it together. So yeah, there were, there were moments that I'm like, mm, do I want to share that? Oh my God. Do I want to talk about that? Is that going to be opening up a can of worms? But then we thought, you know, this is my journey. I'm not here to bash anyone to make anyone mm. uncomfortable, but it's my journey. It's my journey. And I'm honest about my, you know, the things that have happened to me, you know, my really, my non-relationship with my dad, my, how I wanted him to see me. And I wanted him, I wanted to be validated by him and I never got that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's work, you know, work in progress. How long, I mean, I'm like literally logistically, like it must've been like sitting down and like typing on your computer, like, okay, this is going to be this. I mean, that must've been so cathartic. Was it emotional? What we did is we recorded stories and then my girlfriend wrote it. Amazing. Which, yeah. Which was, if I felt like that's the only way I could do it because then I could just sit there and be in the moment yes. and tell the stories. And then once we, you know, heard back the stories, I was like, oh my God, am I ready to do this? Is this, you know? Yeah. Cause then you're just hearing it. Yeah. Objectively. Yeah, exactly. Which is. I mean, yeah. it, it must be incredible. I mean, I, I mean, by the way, the cover, everything is like so beautiful. I can't imagine being able to like look at a book with your face on it and your name. <laughs> All of it is crazy. All of it is cool. crazy. So now you've written a book. You have such an accomplished career. I mean, is there anything really like left for you? <laughs> for, are you like, oh, I, I like to find my soulmate now? <laughs> You know what? I think it's part of my personality. I always totally. want to be doing things. I always want to push myself. I don't settle. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I don't either. The pandemic happened. That freaked me out because I'm like always so busy that I had to sit still. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, there are other things that I want to do. Yes. I want to find my soulmate. Um, and I also want to produce. I'm getting into producing. Um, I just got a development okay. deal with NBC. So um, I saw that. Congratulations. So that's what I want to do next. Good. I mean, that's incredible. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for taking I didn't, this. This didn't feel like an interview. It felt like <laughs> up. Good. I was, I was like, I've been so excited to talk to you. Like when the email came in, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> I'm yes. so lucky. So thank you so much. Congratulations on the book. And congratulations on your daughter. And I hope you enjoy the new season. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.